Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with Rhino coming out of the Super Talk studios with a little rain overhead. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. All right, what about this weather? I know you've been watching it. Yeah, there's been a, a squall line making its way across the Magnolia State. Uh, it impacted northern Mississippi, specifically the Golden Triangle, uh, earlier this morning with a lightning strike on the drill field at Mississippi State. Jeez. Knocking a tree down. Uh, it's not a high-risk severe weather event, but it is a marginal-risk severe weather event for the central part of the Magnolia State. I believe there's a severe weather alert for another 30 minutes or so in the Jackson metro area. But uh, besides that, looks like it's just going to be a rainy one with the potential for some small hail and some gusty winds and uh, cooler temperatures on the back end of it. Yeah, you were fingers uh, crossed. Nothing too severe. Agree. I'm, I'm looking at it now, and it's uh, looking at the radars. It is in motion. I see red and orange on the map there, and that squall you were talking about moving through central Mississippi looks like it's uh, just about on top of us, as a matter of fact, as it plows through. But, you know, we were blessed with a uh, fantastic weather week last week, so I guess we're due for a little change, and uh, hopefully this thing will get out of here and clear out, get a little cooler. More, a uh, little more Christmas-like. Can you believe Christmas? Two weeks away, right? Oh yeah, we are 15 days away from the first day of winter. Okay, that's right. Which is the 21st, right? That right is before Christmas. The a Tuesday. What's the scientific? The autumnal, right? Is that the autumnal equinox? The winter equinox. The winter equinox. That's right. We're past that. Uh, A friend is in downtown Jackson, says lots of thunder and pouring rain. Yeah, that's it. Looks like where it is right now as it uh, heads our way. Poor David on the ceasefire text line. I'm stuck in it all the way to Starkville this morning. Dang. Be careful. Yeah, please do. Be careful, folks. Uh, Don't like to see all that red and yeller. I don't think there's any forecast for tornadic activity. Is uh, they didn't rule it out, but it was not expected. Okay. The most severe thing I've seen expected is pea-sized hail. Okay. Well, hopefully we will escape that, as they say. Um, yeah, so it t- two weeks till Christmas. Wow. It's It seems like that when... Crunch time. Yeah. When Thanksgiving is late in November, as it was this year. Sort of compresses that time period, feels like. 
between Thanksgiving and Christmas, which I, I guess maybe I'm old-fashioned. I kind of consider that the official Christmas season between Thanksgiving. I just feel like you got to get to Thanksgiving first. I know that that may not be the uh, the perspective of, of commercial <laughs> the commercial sector that is looking to capitalize. Don't blame them on that. But FedEx, by the way, they are forecasting another year of record holiday deliveries. And they say that this today is expected to be their busiest day of the season. Hmm. Today. Maybe that explains why I've got about three or four presents that are on their way, but they've been delayed for at least a week. Hmm. Shipping via FedEx? I don't think they're through FedEx. Okay. Well, they say they're going to drop I imagine off. if FedEx is experiencing a busy day-to-day, then everybody else would be. In fact, they are reporting that they expect to deliver 100 million more packages than they did post-Black Friday to Christmas in pre-pandemic 2019. So from now to Christmas, 100 million more than in 2019 between Black Friday and Christmas. Wow, that is incredible. But they say today is their, expected to be their biggest day of the entire season. Uh, I'm surprised they got enough folks uh, to deliver all that stuff. I know they, you remember we had had economist Stephen Moore on the program a couple of months ago. He had uh, talked about a discussion he had just had with Fred Smith, of founder of FedEx. They said they were looking for 25000 workers. So, but that is a good sign in terms of uh, business and uh, just business stability and growth. So, glad to hear that. The, uh, I found another interesting story that was a little surprising. Nativity scenes. I love nativity scenes. They truly do, I think, reflect the spirit of Christmas as we celebrate the birth of Christ. Nativity scenes are on display this year at 40 state capitals. 40 state capitals. Now, the left says there's no war on Christmas. It's just fabricated nonsense by the right-wingers in this country. There's no war! Yet, there's so so many reports, true reports, accurate, validated reports, of companies, for example, that do not allow big retailers. I don't know where that stands today, but there was a time when I tracked that rather regularly. They don't allow their employees to say Merry Christmas. They must say Happy Holidays. And so evidently there's been lots of lots of court battles on this matter, and there is an organization known as the American Nativity Scene and the Thomas More Society, which is a religious liberty law firm, they've been promoting the practice of placing nativity scenes in state capitals and other public venues. So this is, uh, the 40 state capitals represents a 25% increase, roughly 10, 11 more, nearly double from the number in 2018. How about that? 
I'm surprised we're not seeing, you know, just this rash of protest out in the street from those who would argue that this violates the separation of church and state, which is so weak to say that. I've seen uh, some of our members of our legislature who have been in the, the uh, Mississippi State Capitol in the last uh, week or so that have, have published photos of inside the Capitol. It just looks fantastic, beautiful. The, uh, in our Capitol, I think, is arguably one of the uh, most beautiful in the country. We really are blessed with a fantastic Capitol. I was uh, privileged to attend the uh, governor's event at the governor's mansion last Thursday, and it is just decorated to the T, as it always is. It's beautiful. So that was a lot of fun. Anyhow, it's the Christmas season, and decorations are up and out. How about you? You doing any decorating? I didn't have to. I live in an apartment, and uh, the front door has been decorated. So Okay. I didn't decorate my own individual apartment, but yeah, the front door leading to the stairway has a wreath on it with lights, so that very, didn't do anything. Very cool. We got ours all dolled up. It, uh, it is beautiful. It is, uh, I'll have to admit, it is not something that I do or my wife does, but rather we have a, a decorator that takes care of that force that is just does a fantastic job and it, we are so proud of it and they are so good so creative and it is just absolutely beautiful but you may ask or you may not what is the world record for the number of christmas lights on display at a residence on a property it's going to be some ungodly number, I know that. 687,000, how about that? <laughs> so, this is... That's on one house. Yeah, the gay family. It's more than half of the number of lights they put up in entire cities. It's incredible, you're right. The gay family in Hudson Valley, that's up there in New York, around the Hudson River. This is in a town known as LaGrangeville. So they have set the record... I think they had the prior record, which they set in 2014, and this will be recorded in the Guinness World Book, uh, World Records, uh, for the most illuminations on a property. Is there anybody even close? 687,000? Well, there's only a certain sliver of the population that can afford that power bill. That is very true. I'm surprised now that you mention it. You opened up that can of worms. We're not seeing an outcry from the climate change folks. We got to get rid of these Christmas. We could save the whales if we turned off all these lights. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, it is Mondays, uh, Monday, I should say, here on Middays at 11.05. Aaron Rice, the director of the Mississippi Justice Institute, will join us in the studio. We're going to talk about the Biden vaccine mandates, which seem to be going down in flames, and get his thoughts on the abortion case presented uh, before the Supreme Court. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today we'll have showers and thunderstorms and dropping temps throughout the day. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, low around 44. Your Tuesday, a 40% chance of rain, cloudy skies, high near 56. And for your Wednesday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 58. 
This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at nodripms.com. At Alliance Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, we work for you. Our agents and consultants were born and raised in the same communities you work, and the agronomic and economic expertise we bring to the farm manages risk and maximizes production with the experiences many of you have shared with us over the last few decades of working together. We're committed to you, and we're thankful to be a part of your business. Let's prepare to pass it on. Alliance Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, the partnership that yields. Shopping for that diamond engagement ring this holiday? Guys, you know it's what she really wants. I'm John Ravenstein. And I'm Corey Ravenstein. Come shop Jennifer Jewelry Company with the largest selection of diamond engagement rings in the state. We are Mississippi's direct diamond importer with 10 times the loose diamonds of average jewelry stores. Every size, every shape, and every price range. At Jennifer Jewelry Company, you get true, direct from the cutter, market pricing. And our guaranteed best price in the state, right up front. How refreshing is that? Pick your diamond and setting, then our goldsmiths set and size your ring ready for your big moment. We even have complete diamond engagement rings starting at under $1,200 and go as big as you want to go. We really do have an engagement ring for everyone. This Christmas, you've got to get to Junikers. Because love can't wait. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Pontoon Boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service-built. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Jello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm hearing that rain pounding out there. Rhino, even inside the studios here, I can hear it. You know about all this smash and grab stuff going on. It seems to be sweeping the country. Uh, Where'd that come from? I think from? that's on your laptop. 
Oh. Good grief. So many computers in front of me, I'm trying to find all the controls. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, AOC, she says this ain't happening, all this smash and grab stuff. No, no, no. You guys are all wrong about that. Uh, I mean, just how tone deaf can you be? She says, uh, she says, nope, these crimes uh, are not really being committed. A lot of these allegations of organized retail theft are not actually panning out. Now, so would she like to expound on what's actually happening then in all the videos we see of all the people just walking in and walking out with whatever they want? It's just in just a state of denial, as they say. I, I don't get it, honestly, how she can just blatantly lie like this or be. And you just wonder, is this intentional or is she just dumb? I mean, I'm, honestly, it's a, it's a serious question. I think it honestly is a bit of both. I think she'll say whatever they tell her to say, but she is pretty stark, raving, ignorant. <laughs> well, that's one way of putting it. Uh, and she's, she is slamming Republicans and businesses who are, of course, speaking out against these crimes. Which is uh, which are just taking this country by storm, certainly in the big blue cities where such crimes are at epidemic levels. Now, in the past, we've heard the left argue that well, it's because they just have no economic opportunity, and they're they're just trying to survive, and they 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 need uh, they need subsistence, right? That they're just being pushed down and oppressed by society and, you know, all that narrative. Ah, yes, the Jean Valjean defense. Right. But then why are they taking Louis Vuitton purses? It's not like they're breaking into Kroger and stealing food. What are they going to do, melt down the leather and eat it? Or I mean, this is for profit. This is organized crime for profit. Wake up. This ain't hard to figure out. Louis Vuitton may be a bad example because they themselves burn a big percentage of their stuff so that it stays scarce. That's true. Just That's to keep true. the price up. Okay. But yeah, it still doesn't justify stealing it when you're doing it to quote-unquote survive. Indiana Republican Rep. Jim Banks said Ocasio-Cortez's comments were tone-deaf and offensive to the family of Oakland security guard... Kevin Nishida, he, he was a, a a police officer that was shot and killed, you remember, in November, defending news reporters, journalists, that were reporting on the smash and grab. I guess he got in the way, or, or attempted to get in the way. Well, no, they walked up on the news crew and tried to steal their cameras and equipment, and he got between them and the cameras and equipment, and they shot him. That's right. What are they going to... I mean... But no, that didn't happen, according to AOC. She says it doesn't happen. Uh, I'm telling you. So, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, says he wants local mayors to step up and hold the perpetrators to account. Dude, you're the one that sat by where, when laws were enacted that basically decriminalize theft 
essentially that's what the outcome is of anything less than a thousand bucks, nine hundred fifty bucks. Might as well just say, "Help! Come on in, help yourself." But it's it is sad to see in these retail areas, these these more high end retail areas in the big cities in this country, boarded up windows at the stores. Uh, I get why, but it is a little funny to see boarded up windows that have been painted to look chic. <laughs> I get it. You have an image to maintain, and it's part of the brand, and you can't really sell your overpriced goods if you don't look good, but... Really? That's unbelievable. Does the plywood over the window need that fourth coat of paint? (laughs) Well, you know, so when California did this, uh, I want to say it was part of Proposition 47, which was pushed on us by the ACLU in California's Proposition 47, which would change felony sentencing laws, and it reclassified theft from felony to misdemeanor, certain theft. And it it just, if you don't have any sort of laws with teeth that hold perpetrators accountable for such actions, for taking from others, for stealing property, for looting, well, then that's what happens. I mean, is it, it's hard to figure out that's what's likely to happen, but you got the congresswoman there saying, no, 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 that's not really happening. It's just unbelievable. If I'm not mistaken, there is a law in California that, how do you enforce it? I don't know. I don't think they ever would enforce it, but it was signed in the last year or two. To where if they can prove that you are shoplifting as part of a gang or an organized element to then resale the items, it doesn't matter the price, you can then be charged with a felony. So well, she may be running cover for Newsom for not enforcing that law. Well, oh, okay. these, these aren't organi- organized smash and grabs, they're individuals. Well, it's, being, it's been determined that... Yeah, it's kind of hard not to say it's organized when you got a whole city street shut down with 40 cars piling out running in, grabbing items that look like they've been assigned to grab because they all went to a different part of the store, and then run out and get back in the cars. No, that's not organized. Well, that, it, was, that was all spontaneous. And those, uh, some of those who have been arrested have admitted, yeah, I'm getting paid to do this by the organizers. So they're, they're taking the stuff, and the organizations are then selling it on the black market for profit, and they're paying the people that are taking the stuff. I mean, they don't need it, and they're not going to... It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a business. <laughs> it's a structured business of crime. But they're saying it's not. It's just terrible. And sometimes I sit back and look at that stuff and say, this is costing all of us. It's cost everybody in society when folks don't act right. We all pay for it. One way or another. I'll pay for it. We reported last week or a week before, perhaps, on this company in the Bay Area, Beta, B-8-T-A. They're paying $30,000 a month now for security to protect their stores and the property and the merchandise there. And it costs us all money. They've got to recover that somehow and cover that cost because people don't act right. And you got goofy people like AOC out there. Uh, essentially, it's 
encouraging it, <laughs> engendering it by her her tone deaf analysis and response to that. It's just uh, very concerning when you say that sort of stuff. The uh, the markets are up quite a bit today. They uh, they're feeling like this is at least what's being reported. They're feeling like that this Omicron de- uh, variant is not as uh, virulent and perhaps won't result in any sort of adverse economic measures. Yeah, the most down the down the middle analysis I've seen says that it could very well be more contagious than the Delta variant, but it seems like the symptoms are much milder than any variant we've seen. Yeah, so the latest is somehow this variant arose out of a common cold, right, combined with the virus. It's my understanding. I think I'm describing this right. Did you see here something? Yeah, apparently the, the person had the common cold and had COVID at the same time, and within their body, COVID. COVID and the cold came together and said, hey, you got any tips and tricks you want to teach me? Right. So it's it's that not that is, simple, but yeah. It's being reported by scientists and epidemiologists that that is the cause for it to be uh, less virulent, less serious in nature, which is good. The good news is now they're starting to think that, yeah, this could provide immunity. So here's what I don't get. Why do they keep reporting? Oh, it's in another state. It's, it's two, it's six, it's eight, it's 50. It's going to be in all 50. Just quit reporting that. That's not news. Great time here on Middays. Don't forget, 11.05, Aaron Rice, the director of the Mississippi Justice Institute, in the studio talking about vaccine mandates in the abortion case. We'll be right back. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops. Or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. I'll never forget when I was a child the excitement I used to feel on Christmas morning when I saw that new rifle or shotgun under the tree. I hope you'll come by and see us and let our friendly staff help you pick out a little excitement for that special person on your list. I have to tell you, though, I got the wrong kind of excitement last week. I took off a few days to go hunting, and while I was gone, my wife and daughter came in and decorated the store for Christmas. Bows and ribbons everywhere. They even dressed up my dadgum black bear mount like Santa Claus. Women. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Senator Jeremy England from the Gulf Coast hopes to make another run at proposing anti-corruption legislation in the next session. He talked about it with Super Talk's Ricky Matthews on Coast View. When we have people that we trust in a position to accept money or to deal with the, the state or the municipal or county coffers, and if they take from those, I think they ought to be held accountable to a degree where we have a registry where once convicted, they go on that registry and they, they remain on that registry until they pay those funds back or until they serve their time. England said the people of Mississippi already pay too much in taxes and fees to see their money stolen or misused, and we need tougher laws to hold them accountable. And Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers and Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral are two of the ten finalists for the Manning Award. The winner will be announced after the bowl games conclude in January. I'm Andy Davis. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every afternoon at 5 o'clock for the college football fix driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, the Get Holiday Ready sales event is happening now. Visit your local Ford dealer and get the best offers on Ford SUVs and Ford F-Series trucks. America's best-selling trucks, 44 years running. Right now is the best time to buy with inventory arriving daily. Get your season started off right during the Get Holiday Ready sales event going on now at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. If your travels include a trip to the Delta this holiday season, you'll spot a beautiful Mississippi Delta town along historic Highway 61 called Cleveland. Southern Living and Smithsonian both say Cleveland is one worth visiting. Great restaurants, great holiday shopping, the Grammy Museum, and of course the 50 Nights of Lights, where downtown Cleveland sparkles with over a million shining lights. So come on, Mississippi, hop in your sleigh and visit Cleveland now through January 2nd for the legendary 50 Nights of Lights. When it comes to the outdoors, we are one. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the great outdoors. So let's talk about it. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews. Mondays starting at noon here on Super Talk Mississippi. Presented by the Foundation Protecting Our Outdoors Heritage. Listen or watch the show anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. 
You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone midday super talk mississippi join the conversation 601-879-4395 that would be the ceasefire text line and by the way david buchanan good friend says fedex never only ups david of course full disclosure owns a ups store (laughs) (laughs) so he has uh, a business motive there appreciate you listening in there david hope uh, you and the family have a great Holiday, Christmas season. We appreciate everybody out there making deliveries. No question about it. Thank you, Rhino, for saying that. That is absolutely 100%. Whether uh, you got your own van piled up full of goodies to deliver, or you're driving a truck, or you got in the big brown truck, or whatever you're in delivering, we thank you. Yeah, we sure do. And everybody else that is off the sidelines, off the couch, and work, and dang it, the government is just determined to keep them on that couch. I'm a mail carrier, and this is a first load. This on the ceasefire text line, and uh, we are looking at a photo. Good grief. You see that? That is jam-packed. Somebody's getting a Hot Wheel for Christmas. I see that. Jam-packed with, with packages. Fantastic. Uh, this, this, uh, this listener is going to be busy today getting all that stuff out. Notice they said first load. Yeah, good point. First load. Got to go back and get more after dropping off all this. That's fantastic. Amanda from Pike County, in reference to the 40 state capitals that are featuring nativity scenes, says, Take that, Satan. Go, Jesus. (laughs) Love it. Uh, what's up there, Rhino, says Mr. West on the C Spire text line. Yeah, I'm still working at FedEx, and we can't keep help. It's the lazy young punks that won't work. It's easy. It is incredible. What? How did we get here? You know, I, I can, I guess, just relate anecdotally when... When the safety net starts feeling like a hammock. Yeah, that's exactly right. I couldn't wait to get out of school and go produce. I felt like that I just just being in school and studying, which of course is what your your job is when you're a student. <sighs> just couldn't wait to get out and contribute and produce and pull weight. What happened to that attitude? We're not instilling that attitude in our young folks anymore. And I'm speaking in general terms. Of course, they're they're great self-respecting parents who are absolutely doing that. But it it does seem like there is a an attitude and a sentiment which has gained some degree of traction. I just don't want to work. What? What do you mean you don't want to work? I can't even comprehend it, honestly. I simply cannot. And how could it not be argued that, to a great extent, that is a function of the government and this government in particular, under the control of the Democrats, 
who believe it's their their task, their mission, to just make government, put government in a position through this array of welfare programs and transfers from one to another to take care of them, cradle to grave. Here's one theory from the ceasefire text line from the 662. Parents sit on their butt. Kids also sit on their butt. Yeah, that's exactly right. Could be learned behavior for a portion of the population. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I I tend to agree. Let's see. The, um, hmm. It was like the uh, squall line's hitting Terry now, and it's bad. That's from Will and Terry. Yeah, be careful if you're out and about. Yeah. USPS was in the driveway yesterday afternoon. That's Dave from Manistee, Michigan. Yeah, uh, there's no question. Delivering all weekend as well. Yeah, be careful out there. I see that from Will and Terry, and I'm looking at the radar. Hmm, interesting. Well, Ken wants to know, what is your take on big corporate CEOs dumping stock on the market? How does that affect the market? Just one. I asked him for an example. He said the Walmart airs. Heard it on Gallo and Perez this morning. Yeah, that was... When did that go down? Earlier this summer, I know they sold 1% or 2% from their trust. Yeah. I mean, to... To generate $400 million out of how much they're worth? I think the difference is, though, the, the heirs are a little different than the actual sitting CEO. That is a completely different scenario. Heirs have, have uh, essentially sold um, or, or not no longer in charge of, on a day-to-day basis, management of the company. And they have accumulated an enormous, obviously, amount of holdings in the company and liquidating some for the purposes of raising cash, just kind of randomly, arbitrarily, I don't think, it obviously does not have an impact uh, on the overall market. It might have an impact, though I'm not a Walmart shareholder and I don't follow that one very closely. I think it's actually doing quite well, just anecdotally from reports I've heard with respect to their earnings um, reports. So I don't I don't know that that's a problem. Uh, Apparently if, part of the money they took out was to help fund charitable contributions. Yeah, doesn't surprise me to uh, tr- transition that, convert that to cash, and then make uh, contributions. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. But uh, the answer to your question, your question, Ken, is in general, if CEOs and, and members of the management team, upper management team in a public company start wholesale dumping stock uh, in, in any significant quantity, yeah, that has a negative impact. That sends a signal to the market that we don't have a lot of confidence in the future. And, and this is where the left gets it so wrong when they start looking at CEO compensation because most corporate CEOs, a, a large a component of their overall compensation package comes in the form of stock grants. Steve Jobs stock. might be the most famous example of that where his yearly salary was a dollar. Yeah. He got paid in stock options. Exactly. And, and did not, again, wholesale dump those and exercise those. He, he could exercise those options uh, 
uh, to buy at a at a discounted rate, which would actually uh, have kind of a positive impact on the stock. But that's not expected. If he got grants, uh, that's a different matter. And if he were to liquidate those grants, uh, purchase the stock, li- liquidate the grants, that's a different matter as well. But in general, CEOs stay away from that unless they have some sort of inside negative feeling about the future of their company. In that case, they probably ought to be getting out of Dodge. They also got to be careful to not get caught up in insider trading. That's right, because that's completely illegal. If they know something they don't disclose to the public and it causes them to dump their stock. So it's what put Martha Stewart behind bars. That's absolutely true. In general, you just don't see it. But the good news is today, if you're watching, folks, the markets are rebounding nicely. The Dow up 620-some-odd points, the NASDAQ 27, the Dow once again over 35,000. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said last week, you know, I think I got it wrong about that inflation thing. It doesn't appear to be transitory. And so he announced that they would begin the tapering of bond buying, so-called quantitative easing, sooner rather than later. Maybe getting that kicked off in the first quarter of 22 and reducing that and also signaled the likelihood of interest rates increasing, probably two rate hikes next year, starting in the middle of the year. But we'll see where all that goes. But that's kind of the economic news. It is predicted that most economists, or many economists, predict that annual inflation will remain above 2% over the next three years. That ain't good. That ain't good. So the cost of everything you're buying is going up uh, by 2% a year over the next three years. I thought maybe to keep cash in case the unrecognized tap tax happens. That's from Ken. No, that really that really wouldn't be a reason, uh, Ken. It's if they were to go ahead and take sell stock, take capital gains now, where they're going to get recognized, right? So they don't need cash to pay taxes on their unrecognized. Um, unrecognized gains, and at this point that's off the table, and let's hope it stays there just dead. Never never happens, but I think at that point they would possibly liquidate stock to pay for unrealized gains. We talked about that on the program, exactly what we're saying here, is that that would have a negative impact on the stock and the market, but the Democrats don't care. We just got to punish those rich people for getting rich, for producing for society. We can't let that happen. Get rich off that. No way. Meanwhile, college coaches, they're getting some big old salaries, aren't they? We never hear about that. We'll step aside for a break. We'll come back with more talk, final segment, first hour, and then Aaron Rice on the program at 11.05. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USA. 
in. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at The Rogue Serving Mississippians. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland has your answers for urinary issues. The Encella treatment option for urinary leakage is your solution. Sit down comfortably, remain fully clothed, and get rid of incontinence problems. If you have 10 minutes to spare and think this treatment option could change your life, call Innovative Health Clinic today to set up a free appointment, 601-944-5585, or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with your construction site. We have many different options such as portable toilets, handicap units, hand washers, eye washers, and also roll-off dumpsters. When you gotta go, please call Gotta Go, 601-879-3969. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. This is the opening agri-market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton was up 250 to 106.70. May cotton was up 242 to 105.33. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, January soybeans were down nine and a quarter to 12.58 per bushel. March soybeans were down eight cents to 63 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was down five and a quarter to 5.78 three quarter per bushel. May corn was down a nickel to 5.81 and a quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile, February live cattle was up seven cents to 139.02. April live cattle was down ten cents to 142.05. January feeders down 67 to 163.45. March feeders down 117 to 165.92. And at the open, the Dow Jones up 577 points, 35,159. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Hey sports fans, this football season, MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely. So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling in work zones. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. Overlook Farms. Hello, sir. Do you have a minute to chat about the beef jerky of the month? A minute? <laughs> I've got hours. What? Because Ingenia Herbicide from BASF has the lowest use rate, I covered more soybean acres more efficiently. If now's not a good time... Thanks to Ingenia Herbicide, I've got plenty of time. What flavors you got? Oh, we've got barbecue, jalapeno... Ingenia Herbicide is a U.S. EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Every application of Ingenia Herbicide requires the use of a pH-buffering adjuvant. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
you watching the squall? Looks like most of the worst is through our area here in central Mississippi, and and now you got to be uh, on the lookout in the Hattiesburg Laurel area. It's going to be heading that way soon. Yeah, looks like Meridian may be in the path too, or that sort of line between Meridian and Laurel. So be careful out there, folks, and be weather aware. Uh, let's see, there are more texts coming in here on the C Spire text line. Hmm. I can tell you how we got there. Part part of it is when you make uh, when you're made to take care of children until they're 21. My daughter is a grown woman. I still have to give her $500 a month. The mothers use the welfare system as a weapon. Interesting. That's Kevin from Baldwin. Sends that in. Uh, let's see here. There's something else I wanted to see. Hmm. The uh, yeah, someone sent us a text about the national finals, rodeo finals going on in Las Vegas this week. Will Loomis from Bahia and Tyler Pearson from Louisville are competing in the steer wrestling. Sean Calhoun from Brandon, nominated for Pickup Man of the Year. It is televised nightly on RFD-TV. Pretty cool Mississippi is represented on the national stage in the world of rodeo. That's from LG on the C Spire text line. Appreciate you informing us of that. Ken says, have thunder grumbling in Pike County. Your channel is breaking up. Skipping, well, okay, we're working on that. I suspect that is, uh, that's serious weather. Uh, in the atmosphere when it interferes with an FM signal uh, like that. Hopefully you can catch us on the app. That should be be resistant to weather in that case. You know, we got Aaron Rice, as we've announced on the program today at 11.05. We're going to be talking about the vaccine mandates the Biden administration imposed. They seem to be going down in flames. I don't think there's much left of that. We've even got a bill over in the Senate that uh, Manchin says he's on board with, which means it's got the requisite votes. Yeah, and that bill would bar the president's vaccination mandates. That coming from uh, Manchin, he says he's, he's on board with it. So you're right. We will see where that goes. In the meantime, <laughs> New York City Mayor de Blasio He announces a COVID-19, just this morning, I believe, vaccine mandate for private sector workers in the Big Apple. Unbelievable. Now, his term, you know, he's he's out of there. We got a new mayor coming in. But he actually had said this this morning on MSNBC's Morning Joe. He said, we've got Omicron as a new factor. We've got the colder weather, which is going to really create additional challenges with the Delta variant. We've got holiday gatherings. He said, in New York City, we've decided to use a preemptive strike to really do something bold to stop the growth of COVID. He said, this is the first in the nation of such measures. I also believe that they're requiring... Proof of vaccination, yeah, he did. He announced this. For indoor dining, fitness, and entertainment, expanding this measure now to 5 to 11-year-olds. 5 to 11-year-olds. He said approximately 20% of that age group is vaccinated in New York City. This is tyranny. This is authoritarianism. This is unnecessary. 
These people, they just thrive on making rules and controlling people and intruding on their lives. This is what they think they are elected to do. They're not. But all I can say is, New York City, you voted for this fool. This is what you get. It will be interesting to see whether or not the incoming mayor is uh, inclined to maintain these rules, these uh, measures that de Blasio is putting into place. That'll be uh, something we'll keep an eye on. All right, what about this money discovered in Joel Osteen's bathroom, in the walls of his bathroom? What the heck is that all about? Like 600 grand, 400 grand, something like that, right? 400,000. And the plumber says he's owed a reward. Yeah. Shaking him down. Good. He's shaking down the shakedown artist. <laughs> it's true. This guy's a shakedown artist. He's a fraud. That's my opinion. Maybe some of you folks are Osteen followers and supporters. I'm not in that camp. Well, remember, he had to be pressured to open up the megachurch for uh, evacuees during flooding. That's right. Oh, gosh. And the excuse was, well, the basement's flooded. Well, don't put them in the basement. It's a mega church. It's huge. Unbelievable. What a phony. He is, though. He's a shakedown artist. And he's getting shaken down by a plumber. I think it's a thing of beauty, honestly. That's just fantastic. We are out of time in the first hour here on Middays. We got another hour left and then uh, Super Talk Outdoors. But coming up next, Aaron Rice, the director of the Mississippi Justice Institute, after the news break. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. I'm Chris Foster. New York City's outgoing mayor, Bill de Blasio, announces the strictest coronavirus vaccination mandate in the country. Bill de Blasio says all employers within the city, including private businesses, must mandate their employees be fully vaccinated come December 27th. De Blasio calls it a preemptive strike against the Omicron variant. Further, indoor restaurant dining will now require full vaccination for people 12 and older and at least one dose for ages 5 to 11. Fox's Evan Brown. Flags are flying at half-staff for Bob Dole at the White House and Capitol, where he represented Kansas in the Senate for 35 years. Three times he sought the presidency and was the Republican nominee in 1996. Before Congress, Dole was a war hero, leading an assault against German forces and was severely wounded in Italy during World War II. Fox's Jared Halpern. Senator Dole was 98. America's listening to Fox News. Madison Cellars, proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Cellars Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to two men and a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. 
You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, the home of Ole Miss sports, brought to you in part by All Britain's Jewelers, Diamonds, Watches, Specialty Gifts, and more. Your family-owned full-service jewelers since 1920. Visit All Britain's Jewelry in their new location on Old Canton Road behind Highland Village. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Remember the mass shooting in Crenshaw in October? Five people were shot and two died after nearly 100 rounds from several weapons were fired. Quitman County authorities have arrested Jonathan Williams for his part in the crime. He faces two counts of murder, three counts of aggravated assault, and two counts of shooting into an occupied dwelling. Police continue to look for Quentin Cortez Taylor, who is considered armed and dangerous. And some of the first reports on the Omicron variant of COVID-19 raise concerns that the new strain could evade vaccine protection. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs says there's still a lot we don't know, but there is some reassuring information out of Israel. It looks like the Pfizer vaccine still retaining largely retaining efficacy against Omicron and that the booster may be super useful. So we really want to make sure our vulnerable folks get a booster going into the holiday season. Omicron has been designated a variant of concern because of the number of mutations. I'm Andy Davis. On December the 3rd, I tested positive for COVID. I was to the point where I really couldn't even walk. She was admitted to the Tupelo Hospital. That's where she remained for 82 days. That was the first time they told Reggie he could come see me. I nearly lost my wife. I mean, that's real. That ain't no false information. And I don't want to see you lose a loved one. Sponsored by Delta Health Alliance. Go to getyourshotms.org. My son is not some statistic. My daughter's not a headline. My girl, she's not someone's agenda. What he? What she is. Is irreplaceable. COVID hospitalizations of young people have tripled since the start of summer. So I talked to my daughter's doctor about COVID vaccines. And she said they're highly effective in preventing hospitalizations and deaths, even from the Delta variant. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Ole Miss head football coach Lane Kiffin has a new contract. According to ESPN, it's worth about $7.5 million annually, making him one of the highest paid coaches in college football. Kiffin led the Rebels to their first 10-win regular season in school history. With a 10-2 record, they're heading to the Sugar Bowl on New Year's Day. Kiffin's contract holds him in Oxford through 2025. And Mississippi casinos continue to generate record numbers. Larry Gregory, the director of the Mississippi Gaming Commission, is thrilled that we're at about $2.2 billion statewide. The Gulf Coast is a prime example of why we think these visitors are coming back during the COVID. I mean, we have historical, we've got restaurants, seafood, uh, golf, we the beaches. We have got so much to offer. He thinks the key to the coast's success has been that they're more of an entertainment destination and just a place you can gamble. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Trustmark is the bank that fits you to a T. You can bank right on your phone or tablet with the My Trustmark app. Our mortgage lenders will help you buy your dream two-story tutor. And Trustmark Tailored Wealth offers tried and true advice that makes transforming your future a piece of uh, toast? Nice. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. And I want to tell you about something new on the show. 
You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way. And so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Middays, hour two, Super Talk Mississippi on the ceasefire text line. We got uh, lots of listeners who are now reporting that it apparently our technical issues with the signal in some parts of the state have been resolved, at least. Seems like lots of uh, reports. Greg and Nettleton, Ken, Kevin from Baldwin, Paula Meridian. Uh, let's see, Robin Hattiesburg, what's he saying there? Yeah. They're not doing well down there. But I think that is a function, it would appear, Rhino, of the weather, based yeah. on where that weather is right now. So we apologize for that, and hopefully that will move on through. But, of course, you've got the Super Talk app, which works fantastic. The engineers are prodding the hamsters on the wheels as we speak. <laughs> uh, when I was in, uh, before we get to Aaron here, we appreciate him coming in, Aaron Rice. But when I was in just briefly, when I was in Columbia last week doing the show, had a regular listener text in that say he was listening on the app while riding the Skyliner at Disney and was co- commenting on how powerful the uh, the network signal is there, the Wi-Fi signal, which p- powered his app. So we appreciate that. But joining us now, of course, our good friend Aaron Rice, the director of the Mississippi Justice Institute. We appreciate you coming in today, Aaron. Yeah, thanks for having me, Gerard. couple of things we wanted to chat with you about, sir. First of all, the uh, Biden vaccine mandates, which uh, appear to me to be going down in flames. Yeah. Uh, really, if I could set the stage here, th- three major aspects of that, best yep. I can tell. There's one that would require health care workers that are employed by health care institutions that participate in Medicare and Medicaid that mm-hmm. would be from the CMS. Yep. Uh, it, that one has been challenged. Looks like that's been struck down, at least in, in one of the courts. And then you got the other one, which requires federal contractors mm-hmm. to be vaccinated, employees of federal contractors. Looks like that went down. And then finally... Uh, the aspect, the component which would require private employers with more than 100 employees to vaccinate all their employees. That one seems to me, honestly, to be the most egregious and and the most overstepped. Looks like, and so we had this lottery, which I didn't even know about, (laughs) to determine which one of the federal courts would hear all these cases going forward. The lottery landed in the Sixth Circuit, I believe, which is primarily Republican judges. I also learned 
that uh, there is a bench of judges that are picked sort of randomly, select, actually by yeah, a, a computer, panel. Yeah. right, a panel. Yeah. So it's not like it's just this many judges and they all sit there and they hear all these cases. They kind of rotate that around. That's right. And we're arguing, and I say we're because, you know, the Mississippi Justice Institute has one of these cases in this, this uh, the private employer mandate that yeah. you talked about. So in that, that's the one where there's the lottery with the judicial panel okay. on multi-district litigation has consolidated all this in the Sixth Circuit. And so leading up to that, and I guess I'll just start with yeah. the, the private employer mandate, you know, we filed suit, I said we, I mean several states, including the state of Mississippi, and private employers in those states, including private employers here in Mississippi. We all filed suit uh, in the Fifth Circuit, and the Fifth Circuit very quickly issued a stay and said, you know, that that OSHA could not move forward with that mandate. Um, The federal government you know, uh, argued to, for it to reverse course on that. It reaffirmed it in a lengthy opinion and said, no, we're sticking with this. We're having this stay. Then all the cases around the country got consolidated into the Sixth Circuit. And that's where we are now is the Sixth Circuit gave everybody some time to uh, file motions to either extend that stay that the Fifth Circuit had issued or modify it or get rid of it. And everybody's been briefing that. Um, and so the court is going to decide soon. Now, the other thing that we're arguing for in that case, you mentioned the panel. Um, it is normally a, a three-judge panel will right. decide, and then you can appeal from there if you're the loser. You can say, we think the entire court, the Sixth Circuit, which is 20-something judges, should hear this. And they may or may not grant that. If they don't, then you can appeal to the Supreme Court, okay. which who, who may or may not take it. We're asking for the entire Sixth Circuit, not a panel, to hear this from the get-go. So, But right now, the uh, the court is deciding whether to do this as a panel or whether to do it as the entire court. Um and they're really deciding, too, whether to keep this stay that the Fifth Circuit issued. And then after that, they'll be deciding on the merits of the case. You know, are we right? Uh, is this unconstitutional? And does it violate other uh, statutes or not? And then, you know, it could go up to the Supreme Court pretty quickly after that. Okay. So, wow. It's complicated. Yeah, it at, is. at a minimum, it is. But, you know, you could uh, argue that it's complicated because you had a government that really tested the extent yeah. of its authority here. Yeah, it's you know that's been an interesting thing to me to watch is I've, I've heard people in general comment on you know how it seems like we're litigating everything these days and everything goes up to the Supreme Court and, and that's true for some other reasons. There's some other things that drive that, but one of the things that seems to me to drive it is just that um, you know uh, elected officials are willing to pushed the boundaries a lot more than I think prior generations of elected officials were. And there was kind of an understanding in, in you know, in <laughs> prior times of, you know, here's what the Constitution says, here's how our country operates. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, you see it on, on the right sometimes, too. Sure. But, but people are willing to push a lot further now, and a lot of that needs to go to the courts to resolve, hey, is this going beyond the constitutional limits of the government or not? you got to believe that a, a great deal for that Kind of borderline abuse is that we just have divided government in the Congress. Can't get anything done. Yeah, that's right. And and I think you know the just the uh, we've all seen it. I mean the attitude in American politics where things are so divisive. I mean not just divided government, but culturally we're divided and all of that. We know that gridlocked. And so I, I think over time that's pushed elected officials to be willing to just go further with their kind of with these uh, laws that they want to pass. Sometimes almost symbolic, just to say, ah, we're going to get you. Yeah. You know, we're going to make a boogeyman out of the other side, even if they know that it might get struck down. I mean I'm convinced that the Biden administration w- was pretty confident that especially this. OSHA vaccine mandate, the one that applies to private employers, I'm, I'm fairly convinced that they knew that would get struck down. And so that's, again, an interesting thing. I, I think you and I have talked about it before, though. Mm-hmm. I think they were 
you know, they were wanting to get caught trying, as you would call it. Like, yeah. they knew they couldn't really do this, but they thought at least some segment of their base really wanted them to, and so they were willing to just do it, knowing it'd get struck down, just to get caught trying. Yeah. Even... even Indicated as much, did they not? Yeah, they were trying yeah. to figure out a way to, yeah, to yeah, they, circumvent the Constitution. That's right. And, and the they, law. there were tweets about that, <laughs> and they and they had kind of said in the past. OSHA had said previously that we do not have the constitutional authority to do that. And then after President Biden comes out and says he's getting impatient with unvaccinated workers or people in general, they reverse course and said, actually, we can do this. Oh, <laughs> so, geez. All right, so I'll extend that question then about the legality of these sorts of mandates. You may have. Heard heard this morning that uh, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio is is instituting a private sector vaccine mandate within the city of New York. Yeah. So just in general, do, does a mayor have that kind of authority? Yeah, and I actually, when I was coming into the green room, I heard you mentioning it, and that's yeah. the first I had heard of it, so I really don't know the details on that. But a mayor actually would, in terms of now, these, these are totally different questions on whether this is a good policy or whether there's some state sure. law that would override it. But in terms of the constitutional issues we're talking about yep. in, this, in, in the litigation we're involved in, um, yeah, a city official would have a lot more authority to do this, actually, than the federal government would. Okay. Because you got to remember, and people forget this, but the federal government was designed by the founders to be a limited government that only had specific enumerated powers. Right. You know, and then you've got issues with separation of power. So, for example, you know, even if the federal government could do this, the vaccine mandate, then you could argue that, uh, and I would argue that really Congress should be the one that would do that, not a feder- uh, an agency, an executive agency. So yeah. you have all those issues. But when you're talking about it, a city official, a lot of those issues go away, and you've got more of a, a local official who's who's got just kind of more plenary authority to do things to protect the health and safety of his citizens. But that, of course, would not preclude a a, uh, a business that is impacted by this from filing a lawsuit. No, they right? can file a lawsuit, and there may be you know there there may be issues under New York law. Yeah, and that's why I said the federal constitution might not prohibit this, but the the New York's state constitution sure. might prohibit it, sure. or state law in in New York might yeah, prohibit it. That that makes total sense. Yeah. All right, so what's the status of your client's case right now? Yeah, well, we you know not a lot has changed since last time we were in here because it like you said it got consolidated into yeah. the Sixth Circuit, and so that kind of everything and we're, we're now relitigating what we already litigated the first time with the Fifth Circuit which was just trying to get the stay so the Sixth Circuit has not you know decided yet we it, they uh, the briefing just finished on that last week and yeah. so we're, we're waiting to hear from the Sixth Circuit on whether they're gonna you know uh, keep the stay that the Fifth Circuit put in place um, hopefully they will I think I mean they're obviously also having to decide whether they're gonna hear this as the full as just a panel or the full court and all kind of things are going into it and it's a lot of parties now that we've gotten consolidated it's a lot of moving parts. I mean, there's papers are getting filed. I mean, dozens of papers are getting filed every day. It's hard to just even keep up with what's going on. So, so yeah, it's. It, I'm not sure exactly when the Sixth Circuit is going to come down and decide on that, but we're waiting to hear on that, And the, but the case is going to continue moving forward. Man. You know, my business hat here says we got enough to deal with besides this. Yeah. I mean, I just can't imagine as a as a as a business manager having to also deal with this situation. Well, and that's one of the reasons we're really glad we got the stay from the Fifth Circuit because none of the other circuit courts issued a stay that quickly. So I'm glad that in our case that was pending in the Fifth Circuit, the Fifth Circuit did that before we even got consolidated because if they hadn't the Biden administration would still be pressing this yeah. and moving forward. And right now, we're at least on a, on a hold. Aaron Rice is our guest. We're glad you're here, Aaron. When we come back, we're going to talk about this uh, this big-time abortion case. Yep, great. Stay with us. Middays will return.
to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. We're located in Gladstadt, south of Germantown High. Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Come see Calloway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. Our entire store turns into a Christmas wonderland with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Callaway's fresh-cut Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the day. Callaway's Gladstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's Gives. Callaway's Gives. Everything for home and Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. Upgrade your career today at Ag Up Equipment, your hometown John Deere dealer. Our service techs don't just fix tractors. They're passionate about solving problems for our customers. From yard of the month to farm of the year, we keep our customers running so they can harvest their land's potential. Don't just settle for a job. Come to Ag Up and start a career. Great benefits, family atmosphere, and values. Visit our 16 hometown locations or agup.com to view and apply for job opportunities to move up close to you. Push the limits of what's possible in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. With a bold exterior and premium interior, Outlander reimagines the SUV. Rule the road with Mitsubishi's super all-wheel control and wireless smartphone technology. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today and get up to 3500 over book value for your trade. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get Thunderstruck. Super all-wheel control is an available feature on all trim levels. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply. See retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 12 13 20. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's do Welcome back, Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We should, of course, congratulate Coach Dion Primetime Sanders and Jackson State University for winning the SWAC championship. That's a big deal. 
Congratulations to them. Uh, we've got Aaron Rice in the studio with the Mississippi Justice Institute. All right, let's pivot, Aaron. Let's talk about this uh, this abortion case, yeah. which is uh, front and center in Mississippi, clearly in the spotlight yeah. on this deal because uh, there are gazillions of reports and articles and, uh, of course, media uh, discussion, and uh, it's always the Mississippi abortion case. Yeah, that's that's how right. It is referred to the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. How do you think it went last week? I thought it went really well. So I, I went into it. I think there's probably just a lot of uh, attorneys who are, and just not, not non-attorneys as well, just pro-life folks who have had decades of kind of seeing Roe v. Wade be just immovable, and, and everybody thought the Casey decision was the chance to get rid of it, and it didn't, and right. you know all of that, and so are just very pessimistic on, on anything really changing, even when you have uh, you know a, a new court. But uh, I went into it. Not too hopeful in thinking that the court might want to find a way to just tinker around the edges or kind of move the line a little bit, kind of find a third way, middle path type situation. I came out of watching the argument thinking that is not the case whatsoever. Um, and of course, you can never predict, you know, uh, or it's, it's dangerous to read the tea leaves. But I, I've never seen an oral argument where the justices seem to show their hands, show their cards as Agreed. much as we saw here. And based on what we saw in that oral argument, it seemed very clear to me that you have five justices who want to overrule Roe and Casey. And so um, I, I felt very good about it coming out. Yeah. So uh, I did as well, and the thing that struck me, Aaron, is is that within 24 hours, uh, all the various uh, media that uh, that I that I viewed and, and read and reports on it from the left side of the aisle media, which is most of the media, they seem to be resigned to the fact that there's going to be some change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 actually, we're somewhat. Uh, Tentatively, tenuously, com- uh, complimentary yeah. of uh, the state of Mississippi and the arguments from our solicitor general, yeah. and felt like that uh, for the most part it went well yeah. uh, for the pro-life movement and didn't go well for the pro-choice. Yeah, I think it was just you know it's hard to watch that oral argument uh, and come away with any different opinion than that. You yeah, know? I mean you you had. You know, Breyer and Kagan and Sotomayor, uh, yep. you know, valiantly trying to, you know, make whatever the arguments they could, but they were clearly on an island yeah. by themselves. And yeah. then you, you had Roberts kind of doing his own thing, completely trying to continue pushing, you know, hey, why don't we just get rid of viability and keep undue burden, kind of keep, you know, this middle path, like I said. But he had no buyers from anybody, either, either on the left or the right. I mean, nobody was really interested in, in what he was doing. And in fact, none of the parties were interested in that. Uh, I think it was, um, uh, who was it? It was uh, Gorsuch, maybe, that pointed that out to, to Roberts during the argument and just said, you know, he asked the Solicitor General, I think, you know, does, it, it, would this work? Would some third path work where we got rid of viability and tried anything else? And everybody asked that to said, no, there's really no other way to do this. And so, you know, you watch that. I think it's just pretty clear that it, you're either going to overturn Roe and Casey, you know, or you're not. And, uh, and you know, there's there's ways where, you know, the court could – come up with some split decision that basically upheld the Mississippi law uh, but didn't overturn Roe v. Wade, and there wasn't a – no five justices agreed on anything other than upholding the law. And so then you'd just be in kind of a no-man's land where it's like, until this gets up to the Supreme Court again, we really don't know what the law is, other than that the 15-week ban is upheld. But I don't think that's what we're going to see. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, the one of the best analysis and most thorough analysis that, that I found was from the Kaiser Family Foundation, which, of course, is – 
a health care policy yeah. think tank, and and they kind of mapped out three different scenarios, a co- complete reversal, repeal, yeah. strike down of the law, and then something that's sort of in the middle, maybe changing the standards set by the Casey case with respect to viability, yeah. and then upholding yeah. uh, Roe v. Wade, yeah. kind of the three paths that, that they saw were, were in the future, and, and of course it's expected to come down in June, July. What yeah, that's right, June. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and that's, what I, I, that's what I think, too, is like I said, I went into it thinking you'd see more of that middle path. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think, you know, it takes four justices on the Supreme Court to even take a case, and so knowing that four justices had voted to take it, it seemed to me pretty clear that the court wanted to do something here. It wouldn't make sense that they were going to take this case and then just, you know, strike down the Mississippi law and uphold Roe v. K- you know, Roe and Casey. I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I also didn't want to get too um, optimistic. And, you know, part of that is because we just don't know with a lot of the new justices. Yeah. I mean, Gorsuch has never really talked about abortion. I've seen him in some opinions kind of make fun of the penumbras of rights, and that's kind of a, a hit on the Roe decision, um, and and some cases preceding it, but um, but he's really never had to deal with abortion. It's hard to know where he was. And then Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett are both institutionalists, like Judge, uh, Chief Justice Roberts. And you know we can talk about what that means if you want, but you know they're just not really going to rock the boat most of the time. And so you know it was hard to know where's Gorsuch, where's Kavanaugh, where's Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, I thought Gorsuch would be with Thomas and Alito to overrule. He clearly was right out of the gate. But, um, but you know, I wasn't really sure about Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, and became very clear Kavanaugh is a definite. Yeah. I think he was one of the four that voted to take the case. I mean, he okay. was very strong throughout the oral argument. And he kept, you know, when when uh, some of the liberal justices were talking about, you know, star decisis and how you basically can never overrule anything. Right. I mean, it was so absurd, and Kavanaugh pointed that out. And I'm not saying that star decisis is not a thing. It clearly is. I mean, that's a rule that the court kind of imposed on itself that says let the decision stand unless some, some you know, there's some really good reasons here, and there's a whole way you analyze that. But it's interesting to me because – you know, these liberal justices and liberal court watchers who now are acting so aghast that, oh, we can't, oh, there'll be this stench, you know, if we overrule yeah, a decision. It's terrible. We can't do that. And, you know, it's just a one-way street with them, it seems like, because, you know, if you just look at, for example, the, the Obergefell decision that wasn't long ago that was on, uh, you know, marriage equality, I mean, that overruled precedent with hardly any discussion about why. It was just, well, this case is overruled. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going to let this stand anymore. And then if you look at the Warren court for decades, did just kind of glibly overruled precedent and came up with things like Miranda rights that we're all familiar with now and all kind of things. And so, so you know, they never really uh, cry foul when, when – I, I think what it is is that they view it as there's this kind of cultural march that is supposed to be happening in their direction. And so if you're overruling precedent, this kind of this old, bigoted, you know, cases, that's fine. Um, But if once, you know, uh, uh, something that is kind of a progressive, you know, uh, agenda item is enshrined into Supreme Court precedent, that's untouchable. You can never come back and overrule that. That seems to be their mentality. And so, you know, but my point on it was that Kavanaugh, really went after that and showed how ridiculous it is, you know, pointing out Plessy versus Ferguson, how wrong that decision was, and Brown v. Board, you know, fixed that, and all the times that the Supreme Court has overruled clearly wrong precedent. And so, anyway, seeing where he was and then really seeing where Amy Coney Barrett was as well, she seemed, you know, she was showed her cards the least, I think, but she, the questions she asked seemed to 
clearly be indicating that, that she thought Roan Casey needed to go as well. And of course, there are a series of Democrat lawmakers who have renewed the calls uh, for expanding the court. You knew this is yeah. going to happen. We, we don't yeah. get the decision we want, so let's just add yeah. the pact to court so we can get everything we want our way. Yeah, so. that's right. That's right. And I think we'll see that, you know, if. June comes around and Roe and Casey are overruled. I think we'll see, you know, renewed calls to to pack the court. You know, I was um, grateful to see that the Biden administration, um, you know, kind of the committee that was put together to look into Supreme Court reform, uh, pretty thoroughly shot down the idea of packing the court, which I was very relieved to see that. Of course, this was not in an election year, not in a presidential election year, so you never know what would happen you know, in, in future election years when that issue may get raised again. But so for now, I, I feel like, you know, the court is safe. But you're right. I mean, when a decision like this comes out, it, it could, you know, alter that dynamic. And yeah. that's that's really what those threats are about, is those threats to pack the court were intended to intimidate the U.S. Supreme Court from doing what it, it right. is poised that's to right. do right now. But. They are uh, they're tasked with uh, just ignoring all that nonsense. Yeah, they yeah. just got to rule in accordance with the law. Yeah, and that's they what will. they're supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, you you know, there there are documented instances. I mean, even in Roe, um, uh, or sorry, Casey, uh, Justice Kennedy changed his vote, and it's pretty well documented hmm. that Casey would have gotten rid of Roe, except that. Uh, initially, uh, in conference, Kennedy was on the side to overrule and later changed his mind basically based on um, kind of constitutional scholars on the left who were mm. kind of working behind the scenes to, to convince him that it would ruin his legacy if he didn't. So, yeah, that, I mean, judges are people too, and sometimes, you know, the pressure can get to them as well. Wow. Aaron, appreciate you coming in. Yep. Your insight is always appreciated appreciate and, that. Yep. and valuable. Thank you, sir. Enjoy coming on. Thanks for having me, Jordan. You got it. Aaron Rice, director of the Mississippi Justice Institute, has been our guest. We'll take a break here and come back with more Middays. Stay with it. SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today we'll have showers and thunderstorms and dropping temps throughout the day. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, low around 44. Your Tuesday, a 40% chance of rain, cloudy skies, high near 56. And for your Wednesday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 58. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. Mississippi has more eyes in our name than any other state. That just makes sense. We're not just a star on the flag. We're the state where people follow theirs. Whether you're cutting a new path or following the road less taken, the bank that actually gets you there is just a few exits down. With more accessible, flexible lenders, more product choices, and more cutting-edge digital banking. When you move to your own beat, nothing beats local. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC. 
I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture. This holiday season, support local farmers by shopping the Mississippi Farmers Market for all your holiday meal needs. Fresh produce, meat, milk and cheese, eggs, honey, bread, even flowers for the table. And shop the Genuine Mississippi Store for the best of everything, grown, raised, crafted and made right here in Mississippi. From food items to jewelry, leather goods, we have your Christmas list covered. The Mississippi Farmers Market, 929 High Street, open Saturdays 8 to 1. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Since 1935, the fabulous Mayflower Cafe in downtown Jackson has been serving the freshest seafood to generations of Jacksonians. It's a Mississippi landmark. Redfish, snapper, crab, oysters, fried, grilled, broiled, or blackened, all fresh and waiting for you. Don't forget our world-famous comeback dressing, a gift card, and a bottle of our salad dressing, the perfect year-round gift. The Mayflower, open Tuesday through Friday for lunch and dinner, Saturday dinner only. BYOB. 123 West Capitol Street. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Remember the mass shooting in Crenshaw in October? Five people were shot and two died after nearly 100 rounds from several weapons were fired. Quitman County authorities have arrested Jonathan Williams for his part in the crime. He faces two counts of murder, three counts of aggravated assault, and two counts of shooting into an occupied dwelling. Police continue to look for Quentin Cortez Taylor, who is considered armed and dangerous. And some of the first reports on the Omicron variant of COVID-19 raise concerns that the new strain could evade vaccine protection. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs says there's still a lot we don't know, but there is some reassuring information out of Israel. It looks like the Pfizer vaccine is still retaining, you know, largely retaining efficacy against Omicron, and that the booster may be super useful. So we really want to make sure our vulnerable folks get a booster going into the holiday season. Omicron has been designated a variant of concern because of the number of mutations. I'm Andy Davis. Hey y'all, let's take some pride and get it together for Mississippi. Many of our highways and roads are just covered in litter. Put trash in its proper place. And if you drive a truck, remember, trash blows. Be sure to secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road, secure your load. Did you know that one in five children suffer from a mental health challenge? Four out of five of us may not receive the help we need. That is not okay. Can it be believed every child can be a success story? Please support Canopy Children's Solutions. Visit mycanopy.org to support Mississippi's children today. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. 
Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, the Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Bring it on! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on! On Super Talk Mississippi. everyone midday super talk mississippi gerard and rhino in the super talk studios however this coming wednesday middays will be at stone's jewelry in tupelo check out the incredible christmas savings throughout the entire store stone's jewelry will also be celebrating sanctuary hospice so bring a new or unused blanket or monetary donation and be entered to win a prize each hour. And then next week, Middays is going to be back on the road, this time in Cleveland, Mississippi, for the annual 50 Nights of Lights. Middays will be honored to have as a special guest host Steve Azar. And Good Things with Rebecca Turner will also be live in Cleveland on Tuesday, December 14th for the Lights, the great window decorations and shopping Great restaurants, plus some superb accommodations. Planning a visit to Cleveland for the 50 Nights for Lights is easy. Just check out 50nightoflights.com. That's the number, 50nightoflights, all one word, .com, and visitcleveland.com for more info. So that should be fun. I'm going to be headed down to Natchez on the 14th to address the... Uh, Cemetery Association. They're having their annual event down there in Natchez. The association includes the states of Mississippi and Louisiana. I'm looking forward to that. And then I think on next Thursday we're going to be in Hattiesburg for another remote. Looking forward to that. So always like getting out and and uh, experiencing the great state of Mississippi, the great people, the great landscape, and looking forward to that. Speaking of the landscape, I got a little bit of an update on yeah. the weather landscape. From now until about 1, 1.30, looks like the squall line is going to be, if you draw a line from Natchez up through Philadelphia and south of Columbus, that's where the squall line is going to be affecting primarily between now and 1, 1.30. Yep. And then after that, it's going to move down into McGee, Brookhaven, and Laurel, and Hattiesburg, and then it's going to sweep the, the Gulf Coast counties. So, rainy day, but cool after that. And again, it, it's still a marginal risk for isolated severe thunderstorms, wind gusts up to 60, and they can't rule out a tornado, but they're not looking like it's possible. Yeah, I'm looking at it as well. It, it appears that the area of rain, that band, it's kind of expanded a little bit, widened a little bit, if you will. It's draped not quite um, 
parallel on on a line east to west, but uh, more northeast to southwest, kind of tilted across that line, if you could imagine that. So, yes, indeed, it, it's uh, headed for Laurel. Oh, yeah, and it's a big old line of storms. I mean, if you zoom out on the map, it goes from Lufkin, Texas, all the way up past Nashville. Yeah. Or excuse so, me, not Nashville, Chattanooga. Yeah, just a classic uh, cold front, essentially, moving through the area, which uh, we are inclined to see this time of year. But the main thing is, folks, just stay safe out there and be weather aware. Appreciate you joining us today. Appreciate Aaron coming in the studio and unraveling some of the complexities of the vaccine mandates. We did have, and also the abortion case, of course, Robin Hattiesburg reports EPA contractors still under the gun in Mississippi. Yes, so we should uh, inform that the uh, the element of the order that applied to federal contractors, the, the ruling there from the court uh, actually only applied at this point to three states, Kentucky, Ohio, and Tennessee. So I think on that basis, that would be the reason why in the state of Mississippi, which was not a party to that particular suit, the CMS suit, I think, encompassed the entire nation. That's the one that uh, was struck down requiring workers in healthcare institutions that participate in Medicaid and Medicare to be vaccinated. So anyhow, that uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on how that progresses, but you got to believe this is there's other suits pending. This thing is going to get legs, and I, my, my bet is at the end of the day, the whole deal uh, gets tanked and gets uh, overruled, as it should. I think this is gross overreach uh, by government uh, at this point. So we'll keep an eye on that. You know, about this abortion case, we, we had uh, suggested on the program that we felt the Democrats would press forward with their calls to add seats to the Supreme Court. We mentioned that to Aaron before he, before he left, and th- that is getting uh, more attention as well. It's just ridiculous, I think, that we've gotten to that point where the court is seen as, as a tool, as a weapon essentially to get policy enacted. It's not supposed to be that way. You're supposed to, the, the folks in the Capitol, the U.S. Capitol in the White House, they're supposed to make policy, set law. It, the folks in the black robes in the Supreme Court, they're just supposed to hear cases that come before them that might challenge those laws. That's the way it's supposed to work. It's a beautiful system, if you think about it. And, and it's uh, not only is it the best on the planet, I've seen it put in football terms. What's that? Where you've got the line of scrimmage and everybody involved in the play, that's the Congress. And then you've got the wide receiver catching the touchdown pass, that's the president. <laughs> the justices are the refs. <laughs> Makes sense. I like that. I think that's a, a, a well-constructed analogy there. So, of course, there are political ramifications to this as well. What will this mean to the wit to the midterms, so one thing that that uh, surprised a little bit is it's over the weekend. Senator Amy Klobuchar, you remember her? She uh, was at one time a candidate for president of the United States on the Democrat ticket. Uh, did not obviously advance to be the nominee, but she reports over the weekend that there are some, and I'm quoting here, quote, some pro-choice Republicans, end quote that are on board 
with codifying Roe v. Wade into law. So that would completely change the game. Now, pretty sure 60 votes in the Senate would be required. This is not something that could pass with a simple majority through the reconciliation rules that permit legislation to pass with a simple majority, but rather would require the supermajority, the 60 votes, the filibuster-proof vote in the Senate. I don't know if there's 10 Republicans or not. She didn't say. She just said that, um, you know, she thinks this is a possibility, and I suspect in her reports her, she intends to, to push that through, or at least attempt to push it through. So I, I'm not surprised that that's likely to be one of the outcomes of, uh, of this case, if the, if the case is ruled in favor of the state of Mississippi, and let's say Roe v. Wade is struck down. Wouldn't surprise me if there's not a push in the Congress by the Democrats uh, to codify, to, to create law, essentially, that would establish Roe v. Wade-type uh, abortion privileges, if you could call it that. Um, access is probably a better way uh, to describe it. So whether or not there are enough Republicans, I don't know. Very interesting, though. Uh, Heritage Foundation, President Kevin Roberts, if you follow the Heritage Foundation, a conservative think tank, they uh, he said this weekend, the president did, that, quote, I'm convinced Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. Hmm. So uh, that's interesting. i, I got to tell you, after hearing the arguments and the rather weak objections, if you could call it that, from the left-leaning justices, as Aaron said when he was on the show a little bit ago, it just seems like their arguments just doesn't have water to to uh, to hold on to Roe v. Wade, and we'll see where all that that goes. But so there could also be the possibility of straining abortion access, even in the blue states, if Roe v. Wade has uh, uh, has uh, is overturned, and and that's because there it's expected they're literally not enough clinics that would remain in the blue states which would retain abortion as illegal to accommodate the demand. And that unto itself could cause a, a problem for those that, that live in the states that seek, uh, or any, anybody that's anywhere, honestly, just because the demand would outstrip supply. Think about that. That is, that is incredibly daunting to even consider, to wrap your head around. But, you know, when Texas put their ban into effect September 1, the abortion clinics in the states that border Texas report they saw an enormous surge in out-of-state patients after that ban went into effect. So it makes it harder, you could conclude, for patients in those states to access of course, the left would call it the care they need, but there's just a kind of a ripple effect that could possibly ensue as a result of this. Oh, Chris Cuomo, he's out of there too, isn't he? Oh my gosh, this was so predictable. What a goofball. Final segment coming up on Middays when we return and then Super Talk Outdoors here on the network. Stay with us.
I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. The Waterford on Highland Colony is much more than bingo and bread pudding. Call us to see why we're doing retirement right at the Waterford on Highland Colony in Ridgeland. 601-856-6131. 601-856-6131. The Waterford. Proud sponsors of Old Miss Sports. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. With rumors swirling, EPA will cut renewable fuel standard volumes perhaps in the coming days. Biofuels and agriculture groups on Friday pressed the agency to get the law back on track during a public hearing on a proposal to extend the 2019-2021 compliance deadlines for refiners. EPA missed the statutory deadline to finalize volumes for 2022 on Tuesday and is more than a year overdue on finalizing 2021 volumes. Biofuels and agriculture groups expressed frustration to the EPA officials about the tardiness of the RFS program. When it comes to the latest proposal, those groups said they believe the agency would open up the program for continued delays. That's because the EPA's proposal would move future compliance deadlines to after the RFS volumes are finalized for each year, and that would automatically extend the reporting deadlines for the RFS volume obligations. I'm Dixon Williams, and it's the Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Hey, sports fans. Before traveling to your game day destination this football season, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app to help you reach the game safely. Reach your destination on time by checking ahead for crashes, closures, and construction with the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is available free for both Apple and Android devices. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. 
This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. We are back on Midday, Super Talk Mississippi. That'd be a little uh, rock and roll version of a seasonal tune there, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, old Don Lamone over at CNN, he's been speaking out on the termination of Chris Cuomo. What, what a mess. That, that place is a dumpster fire, CNN. I think that's the best way to describe it. But he says that CNN is a, quote, predator protecting machine, end quote. But isn't Don under a bit of investigation? I think that was actually Don Lemon's accuser that said that. Ah, you're right. My fault. My apologies. Because Don Lemon himself has been accused that's of sexual misconduct. Correct. Thank you. That's, that's what I was curious about. Uh, so, Wow. This person's name is Dustin Heiss, I believe who said that. They're a network rife with predators and perverts. Uh, but yet, they got no problem sitting behind that television camera and lecturing the rest of this country on how bad and evil and wicked we are. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's not hard to believe, honestly, because they're just duplicitous, bad people, in my view. They're just political hacks, and I think they claim to be their elitist. They claim to be superior to the rest of us, and they love to lecture and, and admonish. And Lamont is uh, he's one of those, and Cuomo, too, of course. But the, the funny thing, Rhino, have you seen the memes of, of Cuomo and his brother, the memes that uh, essentially equate that and doctor that up to look like uh, Fredo and Michael Corleone kissing? The kiss of death. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Some creative people out there. But, you know, their dad wasn't a bad guy. Uh, he, he's. I don't think he was as bad as these two sons. No, no. That's uh, kind of a shame, but it, I guess it runs in the family. Yes, they're just they're outcasts now. Is the best way I think to describe them. They're out of here. You know, something else is these reports about Kamala Harris. I mean, is she going to have anybody left before it's all over with working for her? 
Because they're all I leaving. I forget who it was, but I did see a tweet going around in the last few hours of somebody that works for her staff. They took a picture sitting at his desk, and he was like, I, I actually enjoy working for the vice president. <laughs> no, he wasn't put up to that or contrived. Oh, that's such a joke. Uh, she's been described by former staffers as a bully. And, you know, they're saying, well, the common denominator here is her, because she's got a legacy of this sort of behavior and uh, some degree of disdain for her, those who worked for her in the past as a senator and the attorney general of California. She's got a long list. But this is another situation, as you recall, where Joe Biden said before he named her as his running mate, it's going to be a black female. That's all that mattered, right? I found it. It's David Gens. It says, hi, period. My name is David Gens, period. I work for the Vice President Harris on behalf of the American people as Deputy Director for Operations and absolutely love my job. <laughs> Just thought some of you should know, smiley face. We got to remember that when he's out the door. <laughs> when he exits, we'll have, to, we'll have to dig that one back up. But her allegedly soul-destroying, as it's being described by former staffers, management style, was revealed to the Washington Post, the Washington Compost, by staffers. Who are the next talented people you're going to bring in and burn through and then have them pretend they're retiring for positive reasons, former Harris aide Gil Duran told the paper? So, but she puts on this persona, and you, the cue should be when she cackles and laughs at every serious question and just kind of downplays everything with that reaction. This should come as no surprise. But yet we were told, oh yeah, we got to have Kamala and we got to have a black female no matter what. So once again, we end up with a totally incompetent fool as our vice president because we didn't select based on qualifications, performance, character, any of those things we should be concerned about in a vice president. Same could be said for the president. We're done here with middays for today. How many today. presidents can say they got in trouble for plagiarism in law school? And we just don't even make a deal out of that, and it should be. Super Talk Outdoors is coming up next. Rhino and I will be back in the studio tomorrow, Tuesday. Until then, we thank you for listening. Stay safe, and God bless, everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.